The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. I have to say, as I uh, saw many of you coming into the church, the Holy Spirit just kind of put in my heart to say this, and I looked out and I saw all of you, and you know, a lot of the little ones coming in with red noses, it's kind of cold out, and everything like that. I, you know, just want you to know, and I think our Lord wants you to know, you're, you're all just such a gift. Each and every one of you are such a gift. To just see yourselves as God sees you. He loves you so much. And just to see y'all coming in. Whatever it took for you to get here. Whatever it, wherever you are, you're here. We're here. We're on the shoreline of our daily life together. We're here at 3016 Providence Road, right? Where Sharon and Providence, they come together. And here we are. I think it's important when we, when we gather in these ways to just think about what God thinks about when he sees you and what it took for you to get there. He loves you. And I don't know how many of you have a passion for fishing. I don't know. I see a few heads going, yeah. But I wanna share with you a little bit about my own childhood just growing up because I love fishing and it was one of my favorite things to do ever since I was little and I could ride my bike and go go fishing at the pond and everything I just love fishing the patience involved and the how do you get them and how do you catch them and I'm sure my parents right now they watch I've said this before but they're on live stream they're like don't say that you acknowledge us but they're on live stream they're watching and my mom's probably just gonna be laughing when she hears this story when I was in ninth grade, I used to love to fish and we lived on, it was a blessing, we lived on a little lake, it was a little lake, it was a decent size, but you couldn't take a motorboat on it. You could only have trolling motors or a rowboat or a canoe. It was, a, it was a, maybe a half a mile across the lake, you could see to the other side. And I would come out the basement of our house in the mornings when I was waiting to catch the bus and in ninth grade I caught the bus and I could see three bus stops up the road so it was perfect because I'd get up early and I'd have my books and I'd set my books on the, on the balcony of the, 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 the right, right as you come out the door and I would set them there and I'd get up early not because I was excited about school but I was excited about catching fish. 
And I used to go out and I would, I would take a step uh, a good distance where I could just make it onto a log, which was, I could stand there, I could see the bus, and in the quiet of the morning, I'd just fish and just be fishing and catching. And one of the families that left at 7.30 said, but what'd you do with all those fish when you caught them? And I was like, most of them I knew because I caught them the day before and I just throw them back in, right? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, oh, I've seen this guy before. He's got a hook mark here. What? Seen him, hey, how you doing, man? And just throw them back in, right? But it was just the joy of that, of catching a fish and feeling it and just the excitement of that. Um, so one day I was there fishing and uh, I was casting the line and getting going. I, I was going, I used this, um, in the springtime, you'd use a particular bait. It was called a jitterbug. Those who, who like to bass fish know what I'm talking about. So I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. So bass fishing was key, right? And I was using this jitterbug and it was at the spot where the stump was. And believe it or not, you would do certain things to try to draw the fish in, to bring them in. And I think I was reading one year, field and stream or something about how to do it. And they said, well, if you take your old Christmas tree and you take one of those Folger cans, you know, the old Folger cans made of the metal, and you take that and you put dog food in the Folger can and hole punchers, you use a can opener to hole punch it, seal it up, tie the can of dog food to the Christmas tree, throw it over the bank deep enough down in a few months, all the fish will start bedding around the tree, so you draw them in. So that's one of the things I did that one year, and so I found myself out that morning fishing in my spot, catching a few, and I got a little distracted, and I, I wanted to do it real quick, and I snapped the line real quick, I brought it back real quick, and that jitterbug, which was about this big around, it was fluorescent green, I mean like a really bright green, with a little pink, a little orange, a little yellow, all these polka dots all over it. And it had a silver spoon that as it floated on the water, it kind of popped like a frog. It had awesome action. It was like pop, pop, pop. So when the fish came up, they'd jump out of the water and grab it. And you're like, yeah. But it was one of those. And then it had two, two three-prong hooks, okay? I'm just setting the stage so you know what this thing looked like, okay? So that one time I cast, I cast, and I did it real quick, and I cast but I cast too fast and that thing came back so fast and it pegged me and lodged in my head. So I'm like, let me try to get this thing out and I couldn't, I mean, it hurt initially, but it wasn't that bad, but I had these two three-prong hooks in my head and this jitterbug hanging here with my line and I'm like, the bus is coming. So thanks be to God, my mom was a nurse. She wasn't practicing, but she knew all that stuff. So when I said, mom, I got a jitterbug in my head. So she tried to get it out like, Son, I can't get this thing out. We gotta cut the line, and I gotta drive you into med first and all that. But if you've ever been in Atlanta, Georgia, rush hour time, it's like everybody. So here you got, you got your ninth grade son riding shotgun, my mom's driving, stopping at all the lights with a big green jitterbug. So everybody kind of turned and looked. Then I had to go to the med first reception. I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I went fishing jitterbug. So the doctor got the jitterbug out. Well, why, why, do, I, why, do, I, why do I even mention this? Was it, well, you know, sometimes when you're fishing, you have snags, you have broken lines, things don't work out, whatever. You know, you got the timing matters, when to go. Sometimes you catch, sometimes you don't. And, you know, if we're not used to fishing, we may not fully understand too much about the gospel today, but that was the life 
of Andrew and his, setter, and his brother Peter. They, it was just them and their boat where James and John, their dad, the Zebedee sons, they had a whole crew fish, fishing with them. And they fished the same waters. So they knew the waters. In the gospel today, it talks about how they were, James and John were mending their nets. The way it worked back then is they knew that the timing was important. When you fished, you knew the waters, you knew when to go out. And so they fished at night. Jesus came by in the morning after all their labor, after all their work. And they were finishing up the day. They were tired. They were hungry. They were ready to go to Bojangles and get their chicken biscuit. They had their plan. And Jesus stepped in the midst of that ordinary activity of their daily life. We're in ordinary time. We're not in Advent. We're not in Lent. We're not in Easter. We're not in Christmas. We're in ordinary time of our daily life. All of us coming back from our activities of the week and arriving here. But Jesus walks along the shoreline of our life like he walked along the shoreline of their life. And you fished at night because you had a, the average boat was about from where I am to that railing coming up and about as wide as this. It was about this wide. And they had various people in there. And what they used to do is they'd take candles and put them along the side of the boat, both sides of the boat, and go out at night, light the candles, and fish are drawn to the light. If you ever been intercoastal fishing or different thing, and you go out on those long piers and they have the lights, if you pay attention, the fish will start coming up to the light. They're attracted to the light. So that's how they fished in that time. That's why when you read another gospel, Luke 5, 1 through 11, when Jesus steps in Peter's boat in the morning after he mended his nets, tired from fishing all night, and says, put out a little bit, starts preaching, Peter starts listening, says, put out a little more, he puts out, then he tells him to get those nice clean nets and to cast them during the day, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it in your name in front of all these people on this shoreline, but when we don't catch anything, this one's on you. And then after he has the miraculous catch in that gospel, he falls to his knees and says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Where did he sin in the midst of all that if it wasn't in his heart and trusting in the Lord? Because the Lord was asking him in that gospel to do it in kind of a different way. I need you to adjust, do this, but I'm gonna show you how to make a miraculous catch. And so in the gospel today, he turns to them and he turns to you and me and he says, I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you fishers of humanity. I'll send you. You'll go and bring in my catch. But my brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to know the waters. We have to know the waters that we're fishing in and who it is we're being called to catch. Back to those who like fishing. If we go fishing for trout in the mountains, a stream, we're gonna use a fly rod, a fly rod, or we're gonna use a trout line. There's a certain way to fish to get trout. A jitterbug's not gonna work. If we go bass fishing, 
We go bass fishing, we're not gonna use a trout line, we're gonna use maybe a worm, maybe a broken back uh, Rapala, maybe a beetle spin, maybe all my favorite lures, we're gonna use one of those and we're gonna use a different one, what, what's working in the waters there. If we're going for catfish, we're gonna use what they call a stink bait or a type of bait that goes to the bottom with a, with a, uh, uh, a nice weight and we're gonna get a catfish there and we gotta know how they pull on that line. If we're gonna go intercoastal fishing along the ocean, we're gonna have to go and need a guide and get close in and we're gonna get some shrimp and we're gonna use shrimp and we're gonna catch those redfish and drum with the shrimp. If we're gonna go deep sea fishing, we need another guide and we're gonna have to get a net and do some bait, catch some bait, bring that in and then we go out and have a depth finder to find out where they are deep down in the water and know in the waters and we need a guide to help us to know the waters, to know where you're being called to fish. Jesus Christ, the light of the world, draws us here, brings us close to him, meets us on the shoreline of our daily life. He knows the challenges of your past week. Whether you're at Queens University, got Queen students here, or in college, or you're a young adult working your first job, or the challenges in the family life and all that goes on and where you come in and you're kind of worn out and tired and you're, you're kind of just looking to breathe and you're looking for a little help. You need that miracle to help with your life, what's going on? Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit teach you because we're not all gonna fish the same. It's not all gonna be the same techniques. It's gonna take for some others, patience. You're gonna to have to go and just wait patiently and be a presence like a light, a light that draws others. Others, you're gonna to have to go deep down and get people, where, meet them where they are. If you find yourself in, say, corporate America, you may have to do like when I went shark fishing with three of my friends, priest friends, they wanna go shark fishing, yes. Near Savannah, we go out. And the guide said, I, I ask only one thing of you if we're gonna do this. And, and we're like, sure, what? He says, have fun, but do not fall in the water. So you may, as you go out, as you're living your Sunday, you may have Sunday blues where you're thinking about your Monday and you know you're going back into your place of work and it's pretty aggressive and the waters are aggressive and you can't fall in that water. Stay in the boat, keep your faith, but don't be afraid to fish. Know what people need, know what people need. You might not be able to cast a net and bring in a bunch of people, but you may be able to go to lunch with somebody and just ask them a little bit about their life, be there for them, and slowly, with the help of God's grace and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, maybe just bring them a little closer to Christ by the way you live. To know the waters of your family you wake up in the morning and you're, and you're coming and someone has a need and you have your plan and then all of a sudden somebody needs something so you gotta shift and pivot to take care of them because here it is. This, is. this is where the catch is. This morning, just to share with y'all, I mean, it's a little bit about not everybody knows the life of a priest. The life of a priest, you never know what's coming at you every single day you get up. So I'm coming to the 7.30 a.m. mass Thanks to y'all, I, I live in the house, two houses over, I'm walking over 15 minutes before that mass 
And here's a gentleman waiting right by the pre-K playground, all nervous, and says, Father, I need a priest now. And I'm like, how can I help you? He goes, my mom's at the hospital and she's passing now. She's gonna go to Jesus. I need a priest now. And I'm like, huh, um, I got mass here. Then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 call this priest. Just like in the gospel. Call some, get some, get some other f- people in it. So I call this other priest, hey, you got a mass, you got mass this morning? No, I don't. Hey, can you go to this hospital and help offer last rites to this person? And thank you, Jesus, he said, yeah, I'll go. Sometimes we're not the one to make the catch. We're not the one to do it, but, but to be attentive. Holy Spirit, help me. What do my family members need? What do my friends at school need? How am I gonna be called to fish at school? Amongst my teams, in my circle, on the playground, in the classroom, walk in the halls. To think about what do others need? How can I draw others closer to Christ by the way I live? We're not all gonna fish the same way. It's gonna be different waters. But we're all called to go out there and to be fishermen, fisherwomen, fisher boys, fisher girls in this vast ocean where there's so many people that truly need to be drawn to that light across Christ who truly need to be brought in as each and every one of us by the help of his grace were brought in here this morning. Jesus meets us on the shoreline of our daily life. He sees us, he loves us, and he wants the same for everybody. Let's go fish. Amen.